is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good to have you with us here on this Monday afternoon. And hope you'll join us for our, our discussion on whatever is on your mind. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And just unspeakable developments uh, over the weekend in Israel and continuing, of course, today. This likely, you've got to think, will go on for some time. Great loss of life and uh, further instability in that region of the world that is so fraught and so fought over. And we do want to take your calls, and we will, absolutely. Uh, Quick before we start, however, with our phone calls, I did have a chance earlier today to talk with uh, a local pastor who has uh, is in Israel right now with uh, a group of folks from Whatcom County over there uh, to visit the Holy Land. And they found themselves not in the middle of what's happening, but, of course, uh, very close to it. Uh, So I had a chance to speak with uh, Pastor Grant Fishbook earlier today. So uh, just play this short interview and then we'll get right to your phone calls here on KGMI Connects. Our phone number is always 360-676-5464. Pastor Grant Fishbook with Christ the King Church there in Linden. Uh, And he and 55 parishioners are in Israel right now. And this has to be a stressful time for you folks, as obviously as everyone in that nation. Well, it is. I would I would say there's definitely some concern, but at the same time, um, at the same time, we have full confidence in the God that brought us over here and that He's going to protect us. And so, I actually just finished a team meeting, and I'll tell you what the fifty the fifty seven people who are with me, and uh, we're actually from CTK Bellingham. We're okay. definitely connected to our our church family in Linden, but uh-huh. the group that came over here. We just had an amazing time connecting. We're literally on a terrace overlooking the city of Jerusalem. Right now, it's completely quiet here. The city is humming along as it normally does. Um, and so we've had an opportunity to to kind of get a front row seat. Uh, and and it's actually been, it's been, obviously, there's a level of concern, especially from our families back home, which we deeply appreciate. All of our church family who's praying for us and our safe return. Uh, but right now, Jerusalem is quiet, and our hearts are quiet as well. Yeah, so uh, the the violence that we were hearing about, has that's removed from Jerusalem proper, correct? You're, it's not, Jerusalem isn't right in the middle of what's happening right now. Yeah, not in the, in, not necessarily in the middle. We did hear, uh, we did hear air raid sirens. Uh, two days ago, when we were out, uh, when we were out visiting the old city, um, so the air raid sirens went off. We did see some, uh, we did see some missile trails that went over top of us, uh, but the Iron Dome uh, protected the city, which was, uh, you know, did exactly what it was designed to do. So we are removed from uh, most of the violence, which is of course happening down in the south in Gaza. So uh, the the city itself, Jerusalem, is definitely on alert. There's a lot more security around than we would normally see. Uh, I believe this is my fifth time back, and so uh, relatively speaking, uh, the city is quite it's quite calm. But you do see an increased security presence for sure. What's your sense of uh, the 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 mood? I guess of residents there of Jerusalem are they are they going about their their business today, or are they kind of staying inside, keeping you know keeping their homes shuttered? Well, I wouldn't say they're I wouldn't say they're staying inside. I mean, there's certainly not a spirit of fear here. Uh, yesterday was actually a national day of mourning uh, because of the loss of life. Obviously. There were some young IDF soldiers um, whose lives were lost, and and of course we're praying for everyone involved and the heartbreak of that. But here specifically in Israel, yesterday was a day of mourning, so it was quieter uh, because of that. Uh, but today things are are moving back again um, uh, within the city. We're watching you know transit patterns and traffic patterns be quite quite normal from what I'm used to when I'm over here uh, touring, and so I would say overall. There is a quiet confidence in Jerusalem. 
And did you, before you went on this trip and, and, and other trips, obviously you've been on, uh, did you talk about the possibility for, for something akin to this happening or violence in some, of some sort? Well, obviously, there is, there's always a level of unrest here in the Middle East. And so we know those things going in. We prepare our people as, as thoroughly as we possibly can to make sure they understand, um, you know, we're going to an area uh, that is unsettled. And so, uh, obviously, this is unprecedented at this level and uh, have never experienced anything quite like this um, in all of my times over here. And yet, at the same time, uh, it's amazing to be able um, to come, to walk where Jesus walked, to pray, um, and to connect back with the roots of our faith. And so it is a, uh, while unsettling, it's not unexpected. And I've never been to Israel. I suspect many people listening have never been to Israel. What 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 is your feeling there what do you you know just personally what what do you uh, get out of going to the holy land absolutely so for me it's an opportunity to walk where jesus walked it's an opportunity to see the garden of gethsemane to sit in the garden of gethsemane and pray it's an opportunity to go to the garden tomb where Jesus rose from the dead, and so we are able to celebrate the resurrection like we do every Easter, but on in a very, very different way. And so for me, it's an opportunity to experience um, an, an in-depth way of walking where my Savior walked, and every time I've come, I have been deeply blessed. We've made lifelong friendships with, with great people here in Israel, um, and to, to be able now to encourage them. Uh, we have a good friend who has two sons, uh, in the IDF, and we were able to, you know, encourage uh, encourage him and his family. And so, like I said, we're praying for everyone involved in, in this conflict, and uh, it is heartbreaking on so many different levels. But the reason we come is to get in touch with the roots of those faith, um, to connect with Jesus, and, and that has happened. I can tell you that has already happened on this tour. I just met with the group, and, uh, and they were just sharing stories of how their faith has grown and how their lives have been changed just by being here. Do you intend to cut your trip short, or uh, I know you're coming home this week. Was that the, the, your planned return, or how has this affected your trip? So we were supposed to be coming home. Uh, uh, we're supposed to fly out Wednesday at midnight. We actually just found out that our flight has been canceled. So we are working on alternative ways of getting home. We don't really know what the timeline is looking like, because, of course, airports are affected, flights are affected, and uh, so we're going to have to play this one by ear. And uh, I would appreciate everybody back home in Whatcom County praying for our safe return. We would, we would deeply appreciate that. Well, we do uh, obviously care about you, and we just extend our, uh, our, our prayers and concerns for you folks and, of course, everyone there in Israel. Uh, it, it's the terrible time, and... Um, uh, just uh, our our hearts go out to everyone involved in this, and uh, and appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk with us and relaying what what you're experiencing there, being so close to all this. Well, I really appreciate it, and it, honestly, it makes me feel a little closer to home right now, which is a really good feeling. Well, have a have a very safe rest of your stay there in Israel, and a very safe trip home. Once again, Pastor Grant Fishbook from Christ the King here in Bellingham, and and best to you and all your your fellow travelers. And we can't wait to until you're home safe and sound. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been a privilege talking to you. Oh, once again, that it was an interview I did with uh, Reverend Fishbook earlier today. And uh, those folks finding themselves uh, very close to uh, what's happening there in that situation, a very, uh, an awful situation. And uh, one that uh, took so, uh, I, all of us really by surprise, I think. And um, uh, obviously the, the, the Israelis themselves, uh, including those in the government, um, surprised by this. So uh, we can talk about that. We can talk about whatever is on your mind, as we always do here on KGMI Connects. Quick break and back with your calls. 360-676-5464 here on this Monday afternoon. For 77 years, DeWard & Bodie has been the largest independent appliance and mattress retailer in Whatcom and Skagit counties. But being bigger isn't always better. Being better is better. That's why DeWard & Bodie doesn't only bring you the largest selection of appliances, the largest team of professional in-house service technicians, 
and the largest fleet of delivery and installation teams, they bring you the absolute best. The best reviewed and the most reliable major home appliances, barbecues and mattresses from the industry's leading brands. They service the products they sell with factory certified technicians, keeping you covered with worry-free warranties up to five years. Plus, they offer professional delivery and installation and they'll even haul away the old stuff. Shopping at DeWard & Bodie means supporting local jobs and families. It also means supporting local charities through DeWard & Bodie's Charity of the Month program. So when you shop here, you're making an impact. Thank you for 77 years of continued support. DeWard & Bodie, your original local appliance store since 1946. Can I help you? Is this the rain dropping clinic? Yeah, our lit sign must have shorted out from all this rain. Sorry, how can I help? Well, yeah, it is this rain that's brought me in today. Is there a rain-related problem we can help you with? Yeah, what are your recommendations for driving on the highway at night in the rain? We discourage it, especially at night. Ever heard of spectacular reflection? No. Is that a thing? Yeah. The wet road becomes like a mirror. That's spectacular reflection. Also, your eyes are dilated, letting in more light. Your windshield might be fogging, wipers bad, tires balding, and all this at highway speed. Huh. Wow. What do you recommend? Take Bel Air Airport or Shuttle. A bus is much safer, and your driver is uniquely qualified to handle rain. Take a break from the hazards of driving to SeaTac Airport. With multiple daily round trips, you'll save on fuel, parking, and avoid stressful driving on wet highways. Book today at airporter.com. That's airporter.com. Don't miss CHS Northwest's Backyard to Barnyard Sale. Starting October 19th, it's your chance to save on feed and food for all your favorite critters and livestock. Find all the details at your nearest store or online at chsnw.com. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You love what you find at Wilson's. Football season is here. If you're looking for the best seat in the house, you'll find it at Wilson's Furniture. With reclining and motion furniture that will fit your lifestyle and budget. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday afternoon. And as always, we want to hear from you, whatever is on your mind. Go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Uh, You know, when I was in, in, in high school back in the 70s, I remember seeing a uh, a debate with uh, Palestinians and Israelis, and this was going to be, uh, you know, where they discussed the problems, the ongoing problems. Hanan Ashari was the leader on that side, and she led her, you know, people to, like, not even look at the debate moderator or the Israelis, to just project this... <laughs> thing of anger, you know, and you think of Yasser Arafat and all the time that he that he wasted. Anyway, I, I was watching the carnage, and there was one, one video that just infuriated me. There's this pickup truck full of uh, Palestinian murderers, these, these uh, supposed fighters and Hamas and all that. I won't call them Palestinian because it's Hamas. But yeah, they had a uh, a kidnapped American girl in the back of this pickup, and you know they've trained their their children to be as cruel and well whatever they're. But anyway, yeah, they, these just to, to see these little boys running up to the truck to spit on the American girl, you know, it just provokes emotions and anger, and it's like we know what that answer to that situation would have been. And that's to have a two-state solution. But, you know, and how can you blame Israel? Uh, How can you blame the Palestinian people? But it's like this stuff keeps happening, and, yeah, there's just – it just 
seems like the divide gets wider and wider. And I have to keep reminding myself that the Palestinians are people, that not all of them want to go along with Hamas and do this this awful stuff. And then Israel, too, you know, they're some of the Israel's top generals were saying that Bibi is so busy annexing land on the West Bank and trying to destroy their Supreme Court and all that stuff. It's like this was a huge intel failure. This is yeah, it's just it's just awful and yeah, you know, if if the Palestinians thought that this was was going to rally the world behind them, I don't know, you know, ever since since 9/11 and this is actually true. I remember seeing footage in the Gaza Strip, on the West Bank, a little Palestinian kids, you know, laughing and dancing and celebrating the destruction of uh, the World Trade Towers and the the attack on us. It's very difficult. Like, it's very difficult anyway. I'm just okay. so, right, so angry. And that was a, a great interview you had with the pastor. I, I really appreciate that. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, John. Well, and I, and I think John makes an important um, uh, distinction that... Uh, this is the act of Hamas and not the act of all Palestinians. Um, what uh, uh, support there is for Hamas uh, among the Palestinian population, I, I can't speak to that. But, um, but uh, I think that's, that's important to remember. But um, let's go to uh, Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Hey, John. Thank you. That's the finest talk you've ever given on KGMI. And you just took all the words right out of my mouth about that situation. Uh, But I do want to make three quick points. First of all, I encourage the community to pray for the safety of Pastor Fishbook and his flock, Mm -hmm. because I believe they're probably all local people. Mm -hmm. And not that local people are more important than anybody else, but I'm just saying that many of you know these people or some of these people, and we need to pray for them and we need to encourage them to stay safe. Yeah, and it's it's concerning just uh, there at the CBS News at the top of the hour talking about uh, Delta, United, these major airlines that are canceling yeah, all that. flights out of uh, Israel. And so, yeah. Well, I don't blame them, but I heard it. Right, and, and right. And it's, a, you know, another tragic uh, development. I want to say two other quick points. Um, and John took most of my thunder away, but let me just say this. My candidate for president, the one I will vote for if I can, Nikki Haley, uh, said today, and I heard her directly, said, finish them. And that's how she put it. Finish them, talking about Hamas terrorists. They are not militants. They are terrorists. And they are evil, evil, evil people who are, in their own way, just as bad as Adolf Hitler and his henchmen were in World War II. And all I can say is that... Uh, Hamas deserves to be executed, every one of them. And, you know, you can tell I'm agitated, but it is, I'm not Jewish, I'm Lutheran, but Jewish people have a fine, solid, I don't always agree with everything they say, but they have a fine, solid civilization. I've known thousands of them over the years. For the most part, they're great people. And I am just, I can't even begin to tell you, just like John expressed, how angry I am over this incredible inhumanity. And, you know, it's one thing to have politics. It's one thing to have outright war between armies. It's one thing to have a lot of horrible things. But to do this to civilians is the epitome of evil. And I condemn Hamas in the strongest possible terms, and any U.S. Congress person who supports them should be expelled. Now, I have one more thing to say okay. about the Tollwood Apartments just across from the uh, right side back entrance to Walmart on Stewart Road. Um, I've heard many citizens tell me how bad the situation has gotten there, and of course in the, the um, uh, you know the drug encampment behind Walmart. Now, here's the thing. On Saturday morning, uh, Lyle Sorensen, who does a great job on his monthly Saturday morning live host uh, gig, um, Lyle is quite a guy. I've been his guest a few times. And I'll tell you, um, 
Bellingham, I love Bellingham. I think it's a great city. The majority of people here are great people. We have a heart. We have a town with a heart. And I'm not saying that homeless people should be automatically jailed or condemned or anything else. They're not like Hamas. But I will say this. They're causing massive problems in that area. And several citizens have called upon me as my lady law role to talk about this. And all I want to say is, and Lyle and his guest, Amy Towner, who lives there with her family, did a great job of bringing this problem to the public. Bellingham City Council and the Bellingham City Government and the law enforcement agencies and all the other powers that be need to break up this drug encampment. Now, if they want to offer people shelter, if they're willing to take shelter, fine. I agree with you that homelessness should not be a crime in and of itself, unless the person commits crimes because right, they're homeless. Right. And uh-huh. even, that's a, even that's a complicated issue. But here's the thing, and this is what I feel very strongly about. We, the only way we are going to solve this problem in Bellingham, and everywhere else for that matter, is to break these huge encampments up, to force these people into shelter as much as we can. And if they're unwilling, I think uh, quite possibly we need to institutionalize them in some way. But one other way we could do it is have a geographical uh, you know, uh, map of Whatcom County and have areas that we could somehow oh, either use or take on eminent domain or whatever. And we have, there's plenty of vacant lots in Whatcom County. We need to have no more than about three, four, maybe five, uh, you know, uh, campers in any one area. We need to spread them out. We need to forcibly spread them out. And we need to make sure that no more than a few people in any one area can cause trouble. Now, it's almost impossible to solve this problem by letting them stay in massive groups, and that applies to the uh, the homeless camps across the street from uh, the Baker v. Fred Meyer, which have caused massive problems. I've seen okay. photos of how horrible the situation is there. I've seen photos okay. of how horrible the situation is behind Walmart. So, Joe, we yep. need Bellingham break them up. City okay. Council. All right. I'm well, telling you, we'll see. break well. them up, and otherwise you will be. Otherwise, you should be ashamed of yourself for allowing allowing Bellingham to devolve to this level. That's okay. All, all right. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate it. And uh, well, really quick, uh, we want to hear from you too. But let's go to Bruce in Bellingham, real quick. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I want to comment on the the Kamloops Indian School in British Columbia, where there's. Uh, uh, allegations of mass graves and et cetera uh-huh. in, a, in, in a school graveyard up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, they use ground penetration radar to locate these, but they aren't exactly sure, positive. And that there's been no excavation of the corpses to verify what they are. But a professor from the University of Montreal, Professor Ruillard, he said most likely the children died of tuberculosis, but it could also have been influenza, yellow fever, or typhoid. And upon death, the government has no uh, doctored uh, certificates of death from the school uh, uh, concerning the graves there. Now, uh, once the the... the Bodies were buried, or the bodies were buried there because the government wouldn't pay for any fees to ship the bodies back to their families. So they were located in this school graveyard, and still a graveyard today, along with priests and nuns and others. Well, and uh, yeah, the governments uh, of Canada and of the United States were complicit in these schools. And I think the no. uh, and the grave issue, the mass graves, that is um, uh, is an atrocity. It's a 
that's a horrible thing. That, that the, hasn't the, been verified. Well, the great injustice was to take these children from their homes, from their families and their culture, and try to re-indoctrinate them into what the people uh, or the, the, the powers that be at the time considered to be, quote-unquote, civilized or the proper the proper type of citizen, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, I think well, that would, that I, would be, would, that's the over, overarching uh, outrage from this whole I thing. I would like to, to, to see the documents along with sources that wrote them about what you just said. Okay. All right. I would like to hear that. I would like to see that with my own eyes because this Professor Roulard from the University of Montreal says there's there was absolutely no evidence of a mass grave up there. Okay. None. Right, Zero. Bruce. And and okay. they aren't going to exhume it, apparently, because if they were well, that's serious not... about it, they would exhume the body. Well, once again, that's not the only school. There were many of these. There were 15 of these types of schools here in the state of Washington. So I, that, uh, I don't know that we can focus on one particular school. But all right, Bruce, we'll leave it there and see where, where that all goes. And we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. We've got uh, Rich, we've got Lou, Jim on the line. We want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, 360-676-5464. Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. The Seahawks are back at home on Sunday, October 22nd against the division rival Arizona Cardinals, and we want to send you to Lumen Field with two tickets to cheer on the Hawks. It's easy to enter. Just go to this station's website and click the contest tab. Then fill out a registration form, and you'll be entered to win a pair of tickets to see the Hawks host the Cardinals on October 22nd. Sweepstakes live until October 20th at 10 a.m. One entry per person. Find details and enter at this station's website. Go Hawks! Hey, Whatcom County, listen up. Volunteerism is rapidly declining in food banks across the state of Washington, and that's a problem for families who depend on these community resources. That's why we're asking you to get back to action by signing up to spend an hour of your time at a local food bank today. Enough with the talk and the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. It's time to get up and prove it. Hunger relief needs all of us. Volunteer locally. Visit backtoaction.team to sign up at a local food bank near you. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on KGMI Connects, and we hope to hear from you, whatever's on your mind, and let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing all right, doing all right. Yeah, the last caller had a couple good points. There's not a little a lot of information that we're totally sure on in these residential schools and they're being said to be just super horrible and it's all from abuse and like you said it could have been disease could have been this or that the records weren't that good but the worst part is it's 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 used to push this cultural thing of white guilt and how bad modern america and north america is and it puts the indigenous people you know there was a, i'm not saying this was a good thing this was very bad what happened but it's very out of context and cherry-picked for a political agenda is how I feel it's being presented in the news. You know, it's like we have to relive this, and this is so bad, and let's waller in the horribleness of it, and let's point fingers at the evil government, the evil colonialist, and, you know, it's just, it's like you're reliving it, not learning it. Well, it how, like. how do you learn it if you don't? 
if you ignore it uh, and and well, there's Joe, there's Joe. pretend that it never happened. It? I mean, no, nope, Joe. See, that's here's the problem. I say things, and you hear half the words. No, I'm hearing you say that. Uh, well, then how how do we how do we reckon with what happened? There? We we present it in a holistic manner, taking into account that thankfully it's not happening today, and that we've moved on from that. And yes, it's bad, but isn't it great that it isn't happening? And we should look at the the good parts of the white settlers and colonialism. It's not pure evil like they make it out to be. We're history is very out of context. It's presented one sided, so slanted, and. Do we hear in school well, about how is what the native was. tribes I mean, destroyed, destroyed his, each other? No. His, history isn't what's happening today. History is what happened in the past, and uh, how how it, I mean, and then we can look at how it affected our attitudes and and what uh, it, the reality is today. But uh, history happened. It it's not something that um, is today. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but that's why we should be glad that it's not today. We should be like, oh, isn't that great that that doesn't happen anymore? And look how bad that was. And look yeah. how good it is that it's not happening now. Right. That's the overall context of any negative situation is that we've learned from it and changed and gotten better. But that part is omitted. It's like, let's dig up these bones and let's just be negative and blame people today and and then you look at your neighbor like, oh, he's an ancestor of this or that. What a bad dude. You know, it's like casting aspersions on the people living today based on what happened in the past that I had nothing to do with or you had nothing to do with. Nobody had nothing to do with it. it, it you can't change it. Right. We need to be cognizant of it, but not waller in it and blame people today for stuff that happened generations ago. Of course, this is, what, 50, 60 years. It's not that long ago. Right, right. I mean, nineteen. I think some of these schools were in operation till through like nineteen sixty nine. So not that long ago, really. The narrative of truth, the narrative of truth and reconciliation. It's an it's a campaign going on right now in Canada and here. I've heard the exact same words, and mm-hmm. I guess Bob Ferguson went and talked to some tribes. This is not healthy. This is one sided. If we want to talk about truth, we should talk about all truth related to. Native slash settlers, uh, everything that happened. Not just the good of bad, the good of one, and bad of the other. We should look at the whole thing. You know, the, well, the tribes we were not nice to history. each other. That, that, that's oh. irrelevant when we're talking about these schools. Oh, it's irrelevant. Every society has been, has been awful to its com- competing societies. I, I, that's no secret. That's true. Some All have, been, some have been more warlike than others, uh, and as I'm sure some tribes had bet were more warlike than others. Uh, but that doesn't mean that atrocities committed against uh, Native peoples are somehow lessened by what what their ancestors did or how what oh, you're the, right. wrongs that they committed. But uh, when so, we have this campaign in media to make the natives seem as perfection and everyone else as bad I, and this was bad, you're, it's not, you're out taking, of context. Well, you're taking that wrong. But I think when we're talking about innocent children being taken from their families and taken from their, their homes and what they know and being force-fed... Uh, some other language and culture and belief and uh, and religion, all those things. Though that that's pretty that's pretty that atrocious. Oh, yeah. that that was not good. They, their intentions were strange and it didn't work and it backfired and it was just a total mess. But yeah. there are good sides to our culture coming to this continent too. Well, Technology, yeah, of standard of living. Are. I mean, yeah. oh my goodness! Oh, well, I mean, we celebrate that stuff every day. That's kind of like uh, no, we don't. Yeah, the sun comes Which up we... in the morning. I mean, we're we're all glad that we have the good things that we that we that have been created uh, by this but society that's not and by this anywhere. country. Well, Is that ever said, Joe? Like, do you ever see yeah. it said on the news? I like, mean, when? my golly, it's every every time we, you know, every time there's a football game, we there's the national anthem is sung, and every time I think we've become complacent, I, we expect it. I, it's like I, a, did we deserve this entitlement thing? And then people who have it so good here, because it, it the rest of the world is pretty tough, right? Like, if we didn't live in North America, you know, Israel, the East, Putin, Ukraine. We have it really good here compared to many places, but well, yeah. the young people here and a lot of people here don't understand that. They think it's really bad here. 
there's that's the context thing. They don't understand. I don't the see whole it. Of the world. You know, I've got young kids, and I think they're pretty darn happy and uh, pretty feel pretty lucky that they're Americans. And I know I grew up yeah. feeling that way. Uh, that doesn't mean though that we shouldn't uh, stop and reflect on ourselves. And that's what we do as individuals. That's what yeah, our, we should. Our, if our parents were responsible, they taught us to look at yourself and how you are acting and and that's what you can control ultimately it's not how others act but you can control how you act or react to right. things and and that's what we're really talking about but i appreciate you know, it would be Rich. super helpful yeah it's super helpful would be for kids especially high school age to all go to a second or third world country like part part of yeah. your education go to these places and see it and experience it for a couple of weeks yeah. and then yeah. you'll understand how good it is here and what our constitution and our way of government really does for us compared to other places. It would be such a great perspective for young people. Right. And I and what, a shout out to Michelle. She's right about the homeless. It needs to be dealt with. The root causes, though, are chemical addiction. I think that's probably a huge percentage of it. We just got to fix it. We got to you got to almost force rehab. I don't know. It's I don't know if that'll work. But we'll see. All right. Well, All right, will. Rich. Well, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it will, but maybe I, it, for some, yeah, for some, and I guess if it works for even a couple, but uh, we'll see where we go from here. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Real quick, let's go to uh, Lou in Linden. Hi, Lou. Oh, I got the wrong yeah, button. Yeah, today go ahead. I was. Go ahead. Uh, today I was really surprised to find out that the uh, father of Pete Buttigieg is Joseph Buttigieg. And Joseph Buttigieg was uh, born in Malta. Malta is a small island off the coast near Sicily, Italy. And he's described as a, a Maltese Marxist. He, he uh, went to college and he went to University of Notre Dame, a Catholic university, and became a professor of English there. And uh, interestingly, he was the, the first person to translate the communist, famous communist leader of the Italian Communist Party, Antonio Gramsci. He translated Antonio Gramsci's prison notebooks into English. And um, the prison notebooks are very important in our history because Antonio Gramsci lectured the uh, communist world that telling them that they have to in infiltrate the institutions, education, the seminaries, the Department of Justice, because you can't have a violent revolution in America and most places. They don't succeed. But okay. if you infiltrate the institutions, you can successfully take over that country with Marxist ideology. Oh. And that's precisely what's happening today in the United States, because okay. Antonio Gramsci's philosophy is replicated in people like Hillary Clinton, the squad, university professors. You know wow. who they are, the radical leftist uni yeah. university professors in America. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Joseph Buttigieg, look him up on Wikipedia. This, I'm and so, so, so Pete Buttigieg, is, uh, he's a sleeper cell and a uh, communist sleeper cell in the in the federal government? Well, his dad, his dad definitely was. Hardcore right. Marxist, and he infiltrated a Catholic university, the University okay. of Notre Dame, and he poisoned the are. minds of who knows how many students. Okay, all right, Lou. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We got uh, Tim, Jim, Michael, and we'll have time to squeeze your call in, too, here on KG by Connects. Your kitchen, the heart of your home, where you gather for conversation and enjoying time with friends and family. Is your kitchen tired, well-loved, in need of an update? Westside Building Supplies' extensive offering from Canyon Creek Cabinet Company can give you the kitchen you've always wanted. The experience and friendly staff is ready to help. From design to installation. My wife and I love to entertain and wanted an updated kitchen that met our needs. Shopping for new cabinets can feel overwhelming, and we really appreciate the way Tara listened to our needs, provided great insight, design options, and walked us through the entire process, offered suggestions for efficiency and function, and even emailed us a 3D image of what our new kitchen would look like. The installation was smooth and efficient. We love our new kitchen and would highly recommend Westside to anyone looking for new cabinets. Reimagine your kitchen with Canyon Creek Cabinets from Westside. Stop in today on the guide in Linden and at westsidebuildingsupply.com. 
Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. Little Caesars is coming to PNW Perks this Thursday. With today's cost, it can be a challenge to feed your family, and Little Caesars wants to give back to our community with a customer appreciation day. And not just one day, every Tuesday, pick up two large cheese or pepperoni pizzas plus free crazy bread for just $13.99. Just walk in and they'll have it hot and ready, or if you prefer to call ahead, they'll be happy to take your order. And Little Caesars has more than just pizza. With their new hot and ready four-quarter calzone, Caesar wings, pepperoni Italian and zesty cheese breads, plus their famous crazy bread, and don't forget dessert. Try their cookie dough brownie, topped with Twix cookie bar pieces or M&M's. Little Caesars, the world's easiest way to pizza. Locally owned and operated since 1988. Eat the pizza. This Thursday at 8 a.m., get $50 to Little Caesars for just $25. BMW Perk Certificate's not valid for online or mobile ordering. Certificate valid only at Whatcom and Skagit County locations. Visit pnwperks.com for more info. Good Friday morning, KGMI News Time. Set your alarms, folks. We've got a big announcement coming up on the KGMI Morning News. What happened? What happened? Tune in this Friday at 7.20 a.m. to hear all the details. Trust us, you won't hear them anywhere else. This Friday, October 13th at 7.20 a.m., tune in to KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and streaming everywhere online at KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Right back to the phones. Real quick, Jim in Seattle. Go ahead, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Well, uh, I'll do just a, a bit of name dropping to strengthen my argument. Okay, real quick uh, here, because we got I'll other folks on the line, and I don't have a lot of time here. Okay, two Jews, both great people, left-wingers, Norman Finkelstein, Paul Newman, uh, asked a poll to be had on the word Nakba, N-A-K-B-A, and how many Americans would know what it means. And uh, that on a website of, uh, many years ago, I found that there were uh, a million Palestinians in the same land living together with Jews who had about 600,000. That was before the Balfour, uh, at the time of the Balfour Declaration, which carved up the Middle East after World War One. So uh, in going that, with that, uh, I'd like to say a little bit more, but I don't know how much time you have. Uh, well, really quick, what did they say? I mean, what what was the message there? Well, the, the Nakba, if you know, is when the Jews were created their homeland in Israel, and they uh, slaughtered and driven forth out of their homes of uh, tens of thousands of Palestinians, and that's when what's been going on ever since. And now, any time there's any measure to have retribution to the ongoing displacement of Jew, of Palestinians. Then it's all blamed on the Hamas, which may not be a great organization, but uh, it's certainly uh, uh, ethnic cleansing what's going on. And, to, uh, and none of us in this country would ever tolerate another country just moving in and taking our homes, killing us, shooting us, and jailing us. We'd fight back. And so I'll uh, get to more, uh, hopefully tomorrow, if I have more time. So I uh, appreciate the time you gave me. Okay, Jim. Thanks a lot. Let's go to Tim in Everson. Hi, Tim. Yeah. Hey, Joe, kind of his own there, because in order to understand this whole thing, you have to go back almost 3,000 years to the Roman Empire, to the Ottoman Empire. He should do some research at before he calls you back. I want to give John, believe it or not, a shout-out, because he made a distinction between Palestinians and Hamas. And what really bothers me about this whole thing is that, well, there's a lot of things, but one thing as an American is we are now spreading our resources so thin over Ukraine, and I can guarantee you they're going to pile in for Israel. Uh, And with the strategic oil petroleum reserve so low, there's nothing 
stopping China from going into Taiwan at this point in time. Because if that happens, we're, we're, we're too thin now. It's to be a cluster. And the last thing I'll say, because I know you got a lot of callers and you want to make it quick, is Michelle, I got to disagree with you. I like almost everything about Nikki Haley, but she is a war hawk. And we don't need any wars. I spoke up here before and I got obliterated by several callers saying, no matter what and no matter what it takes, we need to stop what's going on in Ukraine. And 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 I think you said, well, what do we do? Do we give them up? Do we give them up the the territory east? And I'm just like, you know what? How many lives is that territory worth? There's going to be a lot. They're talking about 1,200 people dead now in Israel and and Palestine. There's going to be a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tim. I appreciate your thoughts. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Yep. And and I think, uh, you know, Tim mentioning Ukraine, I I mean, you know, in these, I think it's easy to call this uh, what Hamas does and has been doing uh, as uh, terrorist attacks. I mean, this has been more of a, a military incursion than we've seen in the past uh, from them. But um, still, when they're attacking uh, young people at uh, music events and uh, civilians in their homes. Uh, that's I think that falls uh, neatly under the uh, category of terrorism. Um, but here you've got Vladimir Putin, whose forces are uh, are uh, sending missiles into cafes and hospitals and refugee centers. Is that not uh, terrorism as well? Uh, I think it would fall into that same same category. But let's go to Rob in Bellingham. Hi, Rob. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I have to agree with a lot of what Tim said. And as far as Jim goes, uh, he seems to be a guy who likes to do a lot of research and quote. So I agree with Tim. I think Jim might want to research 3,000 years ago that the, the Jews were there 3,000 years ago. They're not an invading. It's a very complex issue, but, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 there's obviously no justification for the Hamas thing. And, you know, this obsession with the media, you know, calling them, are they terrorists, are this or that? You know, what you do is basically what you're going to have to do. You shut your mouth, you quit labeling them, and you get rid of them and you exterminate them. That's what you have to do. And, of course, the problem is they've taken hostages uh, as cowards uh, so that they will, uh, if uh, they're targeted, then the hostages will be killed and innocent Palestinians will be killed. And war is a pretty ugly thing, but the reason I really called was because we're not talking about who backs them who provides the weapons for them. Hamas do not develop weapons, and they get those weapons from arms dealers, but primarily they get them from Iran, the same country that built all the IUDs that have taken the legs off many of our veterans and killed many of our people. And uh, who did we just unfreeze $4 billion for in return for five hostages, although that's denied? Biden did that. Biden has been uh, courting Iran to try to give them money to slow them down from developing nuclear weapons. They've kicked out all the nuclear weapons inspectors. Uh, we have blood on our hands. If there's any way we can unfree- we can freeze that money again before they get their hands on it, we should. Because well, I, that money what I've read is that they can, uh, if they're found to be using it in improper ways. But uh, Well, they, they okay. shouldn't. They should, that money, I think, was sitting in U.S. banks. If it was in unfrozen. South Korean banks. This uh, uh, okay. the, uh, was, and it was six billion, I believe, that was um, owed to Iran for for oil shipments to uh, to Korea, I believe. And so, um, but yeah, well, we uh, have the, we we certainly have the power to with Korea to stop that. And actually, nothing's owed to Iran with the behavior they have. With the people we lost from their weapons, we owe them nothing, and we can stop that money through Korea anytime we want. But after this thing, we know Iran's okay. going to continue on providing stuff. So um, I right. would say that's what to do. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate your thoughts. Uh, let's go to Michael and Lyndon real quick. Hi, Michael. Joe, how are you today? Doing well. Doing well. What are your thoughts here? You know, I just have to agree with something that John said. Okay. I think a two-state solution is what is necessary. 
You know what surprises me quite a lot is there's people here in America that say that we are living on stolen land, you know, from the Native Americans and the indigenous people. And there's a lot of talk about that here on Columbus Day. But at the same time, those same voices are saying that Israel is not sitting there on land that wasn't theirs, that was, you know, provided there, you know, for them from the U.N. Charter. And I remember back in 1978 when President Carter said that Hamas deserved a seat at the political negotiation table so their voice could be heard. They were not allowed to. They were labeled a quote-unquote terrorist organization. And when you remove somebody's ability to speak or have a voice, they have no other alternative than to turn to violence. All right, Michael, I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I got a couple other folks I want to get to. And uh, let's go to Jim over on San Juan Island. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I just got a quick quote from uh, Golda Meir. I think it was Golda Meir who said uh, that the people in Gaza, uh, that there will be peace when the people in Gaza start loving their children more than they hate us. I think it's that simple. There will be no two-state solution ever because there's way too much hatred. You can't have a solution that involves the two states if that keeps going, and there's no sign of that letting up. All right, Jim. Appreciate that. And uh, Alan in over on Lummi Island is on the line. Hi, Alan. Hi, Joe. Uh, nice to call in. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a child of the 60s. Uh, and I remember uh, a song that uh, stuck in my heart from then, and I think it might be a nice thought uh, for today. And uh, I don't remember who sang the song, but the lyrics are, Come on, people now, smile on your brother. Try to love one another right now. And uh, I would like to hear some of that discussion in the future. All right. Appreciate it, Alan. Thanks for your call, and uh, thanks for everybody's thoughts and uh, ideas on this uh, really difficult time uh, when we see what's happening there. Um, and uh, you know, we we it seems we're lulled uh, by uh, you know semi peaceful times there uh, in Israel and between Israel and the Palestinians. Um, seems to me a two state solution would move us toward a more peaceful Middle East, uh, at least to give the Palestinians a sovereign state that they would have complete control over, um, uh, which they don't really now, uh, although um, Hamas pretty much obviously controls what happens in Gaza. But uh, we'll continue our discussion tomorrow because we're out of time. But um, thanks again, everybody who took part today. Back tomorrow at 4. My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's 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 a go getter, man. She has a she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Beautiful. I love the little girl. I like her heart. She'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees. And then she'll come to me and be like, hey, Dad, need your credit card. <laughs> you know what? It's something that I would do myself. So I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the, the sales guy some lunch. And that's what she does. She comes in here and she pretends she owns the place. And matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan. Part of the Cortez Auto Group. From Mount Baker to Bellingham Bay and beyond. KGMI and KISM HD2 Bellingham. From the West Mechanical Studio.